0: Yeah. Um so before we get like into to Isaiah heavily here I would like to just go and read a, a couple of verses from Deuteronomy chapter 27 that talk about uh, Gerizim and Ebal and why that was important to the Israelites. Um I should probably bring it up on the screen just a second. I didn't think about that before. So Uh, Bringing up Deuteronomy Chapter twenty seven. I'm so excited to be studying Old Testament next year, it's my favorite. Okay, so, um Just kind of a brief historical context, we have the um, Israelites coming out of bondage, out of Egypt, right? Uh, Moses is leading them for 40 years in the wilderness. um, uh, Because of of what transpired at at Mount Horeb, that um, Moses is not allowed into the promised land. uh, But he nevertheless receives this instruction of what joshua is supposed to do with the people once they are inside of the the promised land so um here in in verse uh 11 it kind of starts off whoops um and moses charged the people the same day saying these shall stand upon mount gerizim to bless the people when ye are come over jordan simeon Levi these are naming the tribes right Jordan Simeon Levi and Judah and Issachar Joseph and Benjamin so this is so important that the Lord tells them to to act it out Um, they've received the 10 commandments on Mount Sinai um, and they they've entered into uh, this collective covenant with the Lord but when they actually enter the promised land the Lord needs them to to actually be in physical locations acting this out so that they get it, so that they understand what's going on here. And so um, half of the tribes are going to be on Mount Gerizim, uh, representing the blessings of the people. And then verse 13, and these tribes shall stand on Mount Ebal to curse Reuben, Gad, Asher, Zebulun, Dan, and Naphtali. And the Levites shall speak and say unto all of the men of Israel with a loud voice, Cursed be the man that maketh any graven or molten image, um, and, and and so on. There's there's lots of cursed be uh, the people that do this, and cursed be the people that do this. So, um, anyway, it, it, it's such an important part uh, to to Israelite history that they acted this out. Everybody knew what the covenants were, the law that they were supposed to perform, and and keep. And um, uh, the Lord had them acted out on these two mountaintops um, with this, this very important valley, Shechem, there in the middle. Shechem being the, uh, the valley of protection. That's where people seek refuge a lot of times. So <clears throat> any questions or comments or, or insights on, on that before we kind of take it and apply it to Isaiah? Um, if not we will be going into chapters 50 50, 56 yeah let's do 56 first
1: Mm -hmm. i'm just thinking you know mountains usually um uh mean represent temples you know i was thinking how in the temple things are acted out and so i think it's kind of a nod to that, they don't have temples yet because they haven't entered into Canaan yet. Haven't had time to build any temple or anything. But anyway, it's interesting they have to go up on these mountains. For yeah, it's very
0: really interesting. I wonder where uh, the Tabernacle of Moses is at this point. You know, like the the portable tent. Like, I wonder if they set it up in Shechem there or anything. Uh, in- well, in- I don't with-
1: think they've had time to unwrap it and stuff. I think it's still. <laughs> rolled up and stuff this is this this is when they first get into the the land i think Mm -hmm. it's right after the the ai battle
0: Uh uh-huh so we have jericho and then ai and then just right into Ebon gerizim Mm it seems they're safe interesting yeah um, but, but yeah, I like what you said there about temples. Temples are where we actually act out our covenants. Um, and, and it's for our own benefit and blessing so that we are active participants and we can um, start learning and, and grasping the, the full concept of what we are uh, entering into. Um, the, the Lord does you know, give us covenants uh, seemingly before we're ready a lot of times, right? Like how many uh, people that enter into the waters of baptism fully grasp the the entire uh, concept of, of what they're doing, but uh, it's enough that you can enter into it and then um, learn about it the more that you perform it proxy-wise, etc. Um, but it's kind of the same thing with um, holy mountains and, and temples. They're, they're places where we act out our covenants in order to To have something to remember and and go back to often kind of thing um what was i doing a
1: lot of times if you can visualize something you can retain it
0: better Mm -hmm. yeah for sure all right so isaiah 56 is quite an interesting chapter here Uh, we're dealing with, with kind of some, some downer kind of language and, and kind of cursing, uh, kind of motifs, but keep in mind, we are in the section that's dealing with the covenant of life. And so taking these things and applying them, how the, the covenant of life really can play out, um, and, and what it's opposite is, uh, for those who, who don't want it kind of a thing. Um. So let's take a look at these. There's 12 verses. So um, let's see, Tracy, could you read um, one through six? And then Laura, could you read seven through 12?
2: Sure. (laughs) Thus says Jehovah, observe justice and perform righteousness. For my salvation will soon come when my righteousness is revealed. Blessed is the man who does so, the person who holds fast to them, who keeps the Sabbath without profaning it, who stays his hand from doing any evil. Let not the foreigner who adheres to Jehovah say, Jehovah will surely exclude me from his people. And let not the Enoch say, I am but a barren tree. For thus says Jehovah. As for the Enoch, who keep my Sabbaths and choose to do what I will, holding fast to my covenant to them. I will give a hand clasp and a name within the walls of my house. That is better than sons and daughters. I will endow them with an everlasting name that shall not be cut off. And the foreigners who adhere to Jehovah to serve him who love the name of Jehovah, that he that they may be his servants, all who keep the Sabbath, without profaning it, hold fast to my covenant. These I will bring to my holy mountain, and gladden in my house of prayer. Their offerings and sacrifices shall be accepted on my altar, for my house shall be known as a house of prayer for all nations. Thus says my Lord Jehovah, who gathers up the outcasts of Israel, I will gather others to those already gathered. All you wild beasts, you animals of the forest, come down and devour. Their watchmen are altogether blind and unaware. All of them are but dumb watchdogs, unable to bark, lolling, seers, fond of slumber. Gluttonous dogs and insatiable, such indeed are insensible shepherds. They are all diverted to their own way, everyone after his own advantage. Come, they say, let us get wine and have our fill of liquor, for tomorrow will be like today, only far better.
0: All right, so how is that, a covenant with life? <laughs> what, what good parts can we, uh, uh, good lessons can we learn from this chapter? It's kind of an interesting one, isn't it? see so um
3: the first part is more um and then the second part is is really different
0: uh uh-huh yeah it's almost as if the the whole chapter right there is kind of split into uh kind of with its own blessings and cursings almost But I find it very interesting that uh, this chapter 56, and I think it's 57 and 58, that deal a lot with the Sabbath day. Um, so, you know, kind of not necessarily breaking from Isaiah, but but let's just talk about the Sabbath day and um, its importance in our lives and uh, how that's changed in recent uh, years and uh, just kind of testimony of what the sabbath day uh means to each of us and and how we uh strive to keep it holy and, and implement prophetic counsel and stuff so just throwing that out there how like what does the sabbath day mean to to everyone uh what can we do to uh move past our our lists and check marks of do's and don'ts and and what does it mean to uh show a sign to to the lord kind of a thing just i don't know that's a, a lot of open-ended <laughs> questions there but like what does the day mean to you
3: that's exactly what it is is a sign sign of our love for the savior and for heavenly father
4: mm-hmm. yeah
3: i
2: make sure that i don't shop i try to do all my meal prep the day before i don't do any work even though the laundry's piled up, I just don't do it. Don't watch TV. Um, I sometimes will go minister for people, but mostly I spend my day studying. Sometimes I take a nap. I took a nap today, and I just rest and get my body ready to go for the next week and a lot of study. Mm-hmm.
0: So how has the Sabbath day changed for you throughout the years? Um, I remember when I was little, it was like, oh, it was just a, it's a restrictive day. You just can't do anything kind of thing, but uh, growing and, and becoming uh, in the gospel has, has really taught me now Sundays are like my busiest days. Like uh, it's hard to, to pack in all of the Lord's things into to one individual day, um, but how has it changed for, for everyone uh, throughout your years? And, um, and, and what was kind of a catalyst that helped it change um, from kind of the, the mundane lists and being restrictive to, uh, to actually being a delight?
3: The Emphasis from the, from the prophet over the years. Um, who was it that made a big, like it was a big thing, a big campaign. Mm-hmm. And it kind of woke me up like, oh, wait, but I always, well, not always, like the last 15 years, I always wear Sunday clothes all Sunday. Mm-hmm. Um, I've never done my shopping. If I travel, I always make sure I have food in a cooler the day before. Um, if I have to travel on an airline or something, I make sure I bring food, but I usually try to schedule my travel off of the Sabbath day. Mm-hmm. Um, if we where i always try to go to church wherever we're at it's not a holiday it's sunday it's still a sabbath wherever we are yeah. and it i found it to be a blessing to be like that it's not it's not restrictive at all and it's just a blessing i don't know if my children feel that way but it definitely <laughs> try yeah, to make I- an example of something enjoyable because it is enjoyable. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, uh, it, it's interesting how how the Sabbath day is very much um, interpreted differently or practiced differently amongst, you know, faithful members of the church. Uh, sometimes it's, you know, just the the amount of time that you're actually at uh, the church house. Sometimes it's an all day kind of a thing. Uh, sometimes it's a mix, uh, but uh Regardless that it is so crucial to our our worship, and uh, like you said, the the initiative, the campaign that uh, they did in 2015 that was headed up by uh, President Nelson at the time, the president of the Quorum of the Twelve, um, it, quite amazing the the things that they were coming out with, and how how many people actually knew about it. Uh, you know that sometimes, like I talked to a lot of people, and and they didn't see the videos or um receive the uh the two outlined class materials that were uh, supposed to be presented on it but um that that was an amazing uh time to to really hone in on what the sabbath day really meant and what kind of sign that i wanted to offer to the lord uh, on his sabbath days um one of the, the lines that just keeps getting me is because uh, each of the, the 12 uh, presented a, a segment of it, but at the end, Elder Cook was the one that finished up and uh, he looked straight at the camera. and was like, brothers and sisters, will you please help us give the Sabbath day back to the Savior? And and it was just so powerful, so poignant. And I was just like, yes, of course, like I will do everything that, that I can to, to do that um where do you uh, find that? um you can find a a shortened like cut up version of it on the church's website Uh, i do have the originals somewhere in my dropbox i can find those for you um because i was one that actually presented it to my singles ward uh the bishop asked me to do it and so i saved all of the, the information and handouts on it um but yeah it it's so important and yet in these last days, especially with COVID and everything, Sabbaths have, have really taken a direct hit, it seems like. And um, I think that that is exactly what we're reading about this week in Isaiah. So we're dealing with the covenant of life, but chapters 55 through 59 are talking about why everything starts coming about in the last days is, is kind of directly proportional to how people treat the, the Sabbath day whether they make a covenant with death or whether they make a covenant with life, it boils down to Sabbath day observance. Um, and that hit me like a ton of bricks today. As I was reading, huh, mom, I was just like, Oh my gosh, I finally get it. Uh, this, this loyalty and loyalty um, is, is so crucial for us to understand and learn. Um, let's see. I had another thought pop into my head, but I forgot what well, it was.
1: Back in the days when they were doing these, uh, blessings and cur- cursings on the mountains and stuff there. If you broke the Sabbath, it it meant death to you if you was caught breaking the Sabbath. And so I think that's where they come up with the, this is the, oh, I lost the word I was looking for. Anyway, the, how it's, the blessing of life is is the Sabbath. Uh, blessing's not the word I'm wanting, but I can't think of it.
0: Mm-hmm. But, yeah, so kind of like what we're talking about. There's the disloyalty and loyalty aspects, but those branch out into the covenant with life and the covenant. Yeah, the with covenant God. with
1: life
4: and the, yeah, Cameron. Uh-huh. Yeah. I think we have to remember how most of the world treats the sabbath as a recreation day yeah and oftentimes i mean i'm i'm very active in the church but i'm still tempted to not go once in a while (laughs) it just seems like it would be i tell myself oh it i get so much more out of my personal study and so I always have to remember what President Kimball said, that he had never been in a boring meeting. (laughs) And so when I'm listening to however incompetent I think the speaker or teacher is, (laughs) that (laughs) I always, always get something out of it, even if it's just one thought. And I'm glad, I'm always glad I went and participated with the ward and partook of the sacrament. So I think it's just so important that we always go. And sometimes we're not there to be taught. Sometimes we're there to teach just by being there. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I love that. Uh, Sometimes we kind of go for for different purposes and stuff. That reminds me of a, a Mormon ad or whatever you call those like little video clips or whatever of it's called the, the two purposes of doors. Um, there's everybody's going for different reasons and whether we're going to be inclusive or or exclusive in our worship, uh, we we might be on, on either side, but uh, the fact that we're all coming together to help bear each other's burdens, lift each other up, um, whichever side of the the door we're we're on at at the moment um
3: imagine if there wasn't anybody there that that had a testimony when you showed up with the missionaries I mean, how could you grow
0: (laughs) yeah exactly that that would be devastating and that's like every missionary's like worst fear too bringing investigators in they're like oh man i hope people bear a good testimony today and not just derail it and (laughs) um,
2: What was sad for me today in testimony meeting, there was so much blank space. And I've noticed that the last six months or so, it's just the same few of us that always bear our testimonies. And it's frightening to think, like, I've been going to church now four years straight. And there's some people that don't ever get up. And I'm like,
4: I just don't get it. Mm -hmm. yeah go for it tracy we had a lot of um blank space in our testimony meeting today and i was sitting by some really faithful members and i kept thinking why don't you get up why don't you get up i was doing the same (laughs) why don't they tracy (laughs)
2: you know they're I don't know, proud hearted, I guess they they know it
3: all. I don't know. When we first moved from California to Lehigh, um, I guess within the first six months, there was a testimony meeting and I, a young boy got up and bore his testimony and another man got up and then it was silent for 15 minutes. And the Bishop got up and closed the meeting and sent everyone home. Hmm. Um, and he, and he took away testimony meetings in the, the Relief Society. Remember, we used to bear our testimony in Relief Society. I don't know if you do that in your Relief Societies. That was like the end of it. I don't know if that was like a church-wide thing that happened. or I never saw it again after that. Hmm. He, um, he got up the next Fast and Testimony meeting and, and gave a sermon on bearing your testimony and how your sins are forgiven when you bear testimony. But it made me think, it was impressed on me that we need, to, um, we need to go to the temple. We need to do these things or we're going to lose these opportunities.
0: Yeah, yeah, I think so too. You know,
3: I've been going to
2: the temple, I go almost every week now and it's still bare. I can get, a, I can get an appointment now every week, but people keep thinking they can't get in. And I think maybe the the scheduling online is a barrier to some. But even though, like I was gonna tell, I told my mom, I said, "Well, I'll do it for you." No, it's okay. It's okay. I mean, she just doesn't really want to go.
4: Mm-hmm. I this think the same. Thing, my heart. I think the same thing, Tracy. I think if people really want to go they can get an appointment I can I can I live in Logan I can go and have been almost every day because I live like five minutes from the temple so I can just slip over there and I know how to get an appointment and I think if people really really want to go they can yeah I mean maybe that's judgmental <laughs> I don't know I just I I watch
2: people and I'm like there's so many just not even coming and I don't know if it's because they're truly scared of COVID or they just got comfortable staying home and
0: Mm -hmm. you know doing yeah in the same lines of like fast and testimony meeting I I, I've heard different leaders talk about how how people are are losing their testimonies they're uh, you know it's I'm not trying to blanket statement it but um, the reason that, that some aren't bearing their testimonies anymore is because they don't actually know for sure what they believe and and stuff and so I think it kind of goes along the same line with with temple service and worship that if you really wanted to you can but um, the the complacency and, and lack is is starting to just to amp up in the church and um, it, it's definitely a time that um, that those of us that, that have good, strong, faithful testimonies of uh, serving and, and being active uh, can, can reach out and help those. Um, and that's the, the kind of the second part that uh, uh, Isaiah is, is getting after here, is Sabbath day observance is uh, key uh, to the covenant with life and the covenant with death. But uh, in the last days, that, that covenant, that, that Sabbath observance will decline and it's up to the, uh, he, he calls them sons and servants, right? Uh, it's up to the son servant level and higher to help the rest. Uh, they need to be the leaven and the loaf to, to help uh, reinvigorate that. Um, and, and I found that interesting because I've never connected in any way, shape, or form the Davidic covenant with the Sabbath day. And um, all throughout 56, it, it does that over and over again, where it's important to, to realize that this Davidic covenant has a, a direct tie into the sign that we are offering up unto the Lord. Um, and uh, as we are helping those around us. Um, so um, kind of with that, that whole Sabbath day thing, Oh, uh, I remember the question that I was going to ask was, what direct blessings or cursings have you seen um, because of the Sabbath day observance um, in in your own personal <laughs> life and the world as a whole? Um, as we've talked about Gerizim and Ebal, every law, commandment, uh, uh, issuance of, of of God has blessings attached to it and cursings attached to it. And so, I'd just like to extend that out. What blessings? and cursings have you seen directly because of this law or covenant of of keeping the Sabbath day holy? And and I don't think that there's necessarily, I mean, there are a few right and wrong answers, but I think that it it branches out into lots of different aspects of life too.
3: Well, I can remember when um, stores were closed on Sunday.
0: Yeah, and now that's definitely not the case. <laughs>
3: no, I remember when things were closed on Sunday, and you had to, you know, you had to take care of things on Saturday or during the week. Mm-hmm. Living in California, that wasn't even living in Utah. That was, I was in, <laughs> when I was a kid. But I remember that, you just, you know, there was nothing really to do on, sa- on Sundays. Mm hmm. Um, and, and that was my family you know we didn't so much go to church or anything but yeah for sure it's like the government has done a good job keeping things closed government wise on sunday <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> yep <laughs> isn't that an interesting perspective there too like uh, the government can <laughs> actually close their things on uh, holidays and, and Sabbath days, but uh, the General populace has a hard time.
4: <laughs> you know, I think by just going to the temple a lot and by thinking about what we learn there, um, I have gained a greater understanding of, of what we're doing there and what we're being taught. I think I, I think a lot of members go and don't really understand that it's pretty for them. Um, I, don't, I think a lot of members, the lay member of the church, don't really understand what's going on there. I, I might be wrong, but I mm-hmm. have found that by just going, by studying, that the answers have come. And I have a greater understanding. And I I can't get enough. I want to be there all the time.
0: I know. I wish time permitted for me to just be there all the time. I would love that.
2: Yeah. I I remember I went. It was a week ago. And so I started to make my next appointment. And there were appointments for the next day. And when I go, it takes me like it takes 12 hours of my day to go. And so I'm like, I should go. And then it messed up and I couldn't get in. And I was like, oh, I maybe need to do some stuff, some work at home. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> but then I set it for the next week, which was yesterday. And so I'm, I'm trying to, <laughs> to do that. Hey, back mm-hmm. to the uh, sacrament meetings. Did you guys, were you read a letter from the first presidency today? about our testimonies.
1: Uh-oh.
2: No. Oh, I was just curious. It was a, a a letter that said be very brief in your testimony so that lots more can share basically that kind of a a letter. But I was
4: just curious. Yeah.
0: Yeah, I wish I yeah. was really nice. <laughs> Sometimes we, it. Have an,
4: we have an institute teacher that lives in our ward, and he said he taught us how to bear our testimonies. You bear testimony of God the Father, of Jesus Christ, um, of the Book of Mormon, of Joseph Smith, and that the, um, the, the church has been restored. Anyway, those elements are what we should speak about mm-hmm. when we bear our testimonies. And I think if more members understood that, they would not be as afraid to get up because I think, I think some people don't know what to say when they get
3: up.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, they're afraid of being, you know, kind of categorized as a primary kid because they're only doing the basics or whatever. But I mean that's what it's all about, uh, bearing witness of those things, and uh, your own personal testimony. It's not not a travel log. It's not a, you know, a, a thankemony where, yeah, uh, <laughs> you, you just go through and uh, thank everybody in the congregation for uh, their things. But uh, really genuine, heartfelt gratitude and uh, the test uh, gratitude for your knowledge of of those key elements of the gospel right
4: yeah not a not a testimony about your last illness i don't know (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. yeah (laughs) we have a
2: lady that talks about baby birds every time like interesting uh this is like uh, and it goes on and on and on
3: (laughs) i thought i recently saw a place where you could see that correspondence from the first presidency either in the gospel tools or the library, but I'm not seeing it now. Have you seen You could see the latest?
5: Message? Yeah, it,
0: the page is called official communications, but I can't remember exactly how to get there. Um, let me try to bring it up. Yeah, what is that? I know for like uh, bishops and uh, board council, it's just a link underneath here. User ID. Mm-hmm. Let's see if I can find it real quick. If not, <clears throat> yeah, I'm not seeing it right off the top of my head. So I'll I'll look for it a later and send you a link. But yeah, it's important to to go through those it's interesting how how everything's so digital and and stuff and uh, (laughs) sometimes things get get overlooked but uh very interesting how um those like first presidency letters or or things are are sent to just specific wards and stuff on any given week um i'm sure that that might kind of go through a rotation we might get that you know next fast and testimony meeting or something but Mm -hmm. uh interesting that you guys got it this week
1: yeah
0: um okay so
1: so cameron i think that the sabbath day you you ask about uh, uh, the blessings and cursings of that it it's kind of directed at the our land the, mm-hmm. when we don't keep the Sabbath day holy
0: right yeah like um do you remember the Lincoln hypothesis Washington hypothesis by Timothy Ballard Mm -hmm. um he talks about it as the national covenant right that's the the terms he uses and Mm -hmm. the national covenant when it's broken when people stop uh, observing the the Sabbath day that's when the land starts getting protect or uh, losing its protection and um uh, starts either getting invaded or cursed, or it's not fruitful anymore, or there's uh, not harmony in, in the land, kind of thing. But he really talks about that quite extensively, right? And it all comes back to the the lack of Sabbath day observance. Um, but look at at our prophets, uh, Kimball Benson, uh, many of them have talked about um, some of the the actual covenant curses that have come upon the United States specifically. And it always stems back to the Sabbath day observance. If we can keep Sabbath day, everything else kind of falls in line. But that's one of the first things that goes Uh, when people stop uh, respecting the Sabbath day and keeping it holy, everything else starts uh, falling suit after that. And I can't remember which prophet it was. Uh, I might even be misquoting, but it seems like one of them said that that's how abortion snuck in. Uh, Roe versus Wade was uh, in direct result to the Sabbath day being broken before that mm. <clears throat> and we know how that's turned out
4: <laughs> well I I am I can't even bear to watch the news the weather has been so horrific with the hurricane and with the fires do you think that's a direct result of yeah. Definitely.
0: Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think it's a direct correlation, yeah.
3: Well, and The proclamation um, to the world on the family, it even says at the end that we will um, we warn that the disintegration of the family will bring upon individ- individuals, communities, and nations the calamities foretold by ancient and modern prophets. And we know that world is pretty much botching up that one
2: yeah my family's all hunting today go figure (laughs) Yep.
0: it's archery
2: season that is their god (laughs)
0: Mm -hmm. yeah especially on the sabbath what better thing could you do
2: (laughs) i know i'm just i have to just really bite my tongue because they already don't like me
0: (laughs) yeah way
4: to stay faithful tracy <laughs> I, I awesome. call them,
2: call, well, sometimes I feel like it now it's me on my umptum. Like,
0: <laughs> yeah, I feel humble, been stay, humble, stay humble.
2: But I I feel like it's like my grandpa Durfing, I kind of have assumed the role of kind of preaching to everybody of come on, hang on, <laughs> keep the Sabbath day holy. Like today I had to give the closing prayer and I love it when they asked me to pray because I pop that in there every single time and bless us that we can keep the Sabbath day holy today. And I can't tell you how many people came up and thanked me for that.
3: <laughs> <today>. <laughs> yeah.
2: <laughs> they were all at yeah. church though. So. <laughs> yeah it's uh, yeah
4: you know my husband my husband is on the board of our little HOA at Island Park and there are a lot of different um, denominational members, a lot of members of different faiths and they always ask Lenny to pray because he knows how to pray. People in the Mormon Church know how to pray. other people, you know, profess belief in God, but they don't know how to pray. Mm -hmm. And he came home and said, they asked me to pray again, (laughs) Janet. So, um... yeah, anyway, it's amazing some of
0: these blessings that we do have uh, taught to us uh, young and and they stick with us and we, we know how to do those things. Uh, that was really eye-opening to me on the mission, uh, teaching people how to even pray. I I thought that was just kind of second nature. I didn't know that that was not a thing, but um, what a great gift that we have uh, to be able to communicate with our Heavenly Father, uh, express gratitude, receive blessings, um, be able to converse with with deity. You know, from Isaiah's Ladder, we have, uh, we realize that we're less than the dust of the earth, right? But as we have the ability to pray directly to deity and, and receive blessings, that's such a, a huge important gift that I think we take for granted a lot, or not take for granted, that's the wrong word, but um, that sometimes we under appreciate or underutilize um, that gift that we have to, to bless all nations of the earth, um, you know, like the Abrahamic covenant that that we are to, to be able to uh, help everyone uh, receive those blessings. And that comes through just teaching people how to pray often.
4: And I am always amazed at how quickly, if I ask a direct question, how quickly it is answered. Sometimes I am just blown away at how quickly I receive an answer.
0: Mm-hmm. A direct
4: answer.
0: Yeah, that's something that that me and my mom were talking about this last week of um, sometimes, you know, like we we, throughout our lives, our our prayers have changed uh, different things but um, often Uh, we receive direct quick answers, but when we don't, what's usually the the issue? it's because we need to we're asking the wrong question or we need to, to rephrase our frame of mind or or come at it with with new faith or or different things. Um, but really, it seems like the Lord is hastening his responses in order to our faithfulness in these last days like that that's huge. that's amazing. and uh, President Nelson and his get up and go since 2018 has really uh blessed uh, our lives significantly um in in every in every aspect i i just uh love being alive at this time at this time of the restoration when um we're gearing up for some some real bad and some real good uh things coming our way and we're going to need to be able to hear him quickly and in order to spiritually stay alive right
1: right didn't President Nelson say something to that effect right after he was put in his present? How quickly, he's amazed at how quickly the Lord is is willing to, you know, answer mm-hmm. the prayers, you know, as the prophet and everything. Just, like, yeah. I think there is kind of a. Uh, hastening to that That's seems great. like the, it does seem like the answers come quickly so we can learn that and move on and and, and grow mm-hmm.
0: yeah i've been working on the i don't know how many of you know my project uh, to compile all of president nelson's talks into the one uh, have it formatted like scripture right um, so it, it looks just like it came out of our LDS version. Um, but anyway, I've been working on third Nelson. Uh, so it's all the talks in the 2000s. And it's amazing. Like I'm, I'm learning so much going through uh, all of his materials again, but how often he is talking about um, Isaiah and talking about divine law, how often he's talking about keeping the Sabbath day holy and hearing him like way before his presidency, I mean, he's been doing this ever since, uh, 68, his first general conference talk. Um, there's so many profound messages that, uh, he has been prepared with and, and it's only increasing, uh, as we see through, um, his inspirations and, and, and revelations. Um, but I, I don't know when I did first and, and second, uh, Nelson, I, Uh, I hadn't got an Isaiah background, but now that I kind of dabbled in Isaiah, um, now it's just opening up. He's known Isaiah uh, in depth for years, like, I mean, way in depth. He's got so much knowledge and and insights into Isaiah's teachings um, the the whole time that he's been in an apocalypse, It's very fun to to go back and, and read those in a new light here um it, like i as i was uh, reading uh, isaiah 55 through 59 this week again that uh, president nelson references uh, isaiah more than anyone else when he's talking about sabbath day observance uh it, it's always it always comes back to these chapters for him which i think is very interesting i have never if you you tell me sabbath day observance i always think of like modern prophets i never think of ancient ones but uh Isaiah is kind of the, the expert on, on Sabbath day observance and, and what that does for us. Um, but the, the blessings and cursings, uh, I, sorry, I kind of got distracted from, from where I was on that. Um, but the, the blessings are, are huge. There's, there's land and prosperity, uh, but the cursings, there, there's only one curse of, of the Sabbath day um, observance, and, and that is death. Uh, if we do not keep the sabbath day holy uh, it 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 comes down to being cut off from the presence of the lord and uh, physical and spiritual death and so as we uh, tie that back to uh, evidic covenant to the scriptures there uh, i think that that's an interesting thing to note like king hezekiah and king ahaz um that that physical protection that they're trying to provide for their people comes back to Sabbath day observance. Uh, I think that that's a, a huge foreshadowing of what will happen in the, the end times as well. And so um, I almost want to go through that whole Sabbath day initiative with, with all of our groups. I think it would be super fun to, to revisit that, um, that 2015 uh, session it's a, a two-hour long session uh with all of the apostles and, and everything but um it's it's huge and instrumental into to building up our testimonies and our resolve to uh to revamp our Sabbath days and to um give the the holy day back to the Lord uh I think that that's a an important uh, principle um was I that a conference know.
3: section or session then is that what you said? Two hours? Was that a conference session, or was it something that was a well? It just... was
0: a uh, a leadership session of conference. So what they do with all of the the general authorities before the general public receive the general conference? It was uh, one of those sessions. Oh okay. Mm-hmm.
4: You know, it's one of the basic ten commandments. It's ba- <laughs> it's basic yeah. to keep the Sabbath day holy. Yeah.
0: And, I mean, and it's kind of one of the first things to go <laughs> if yeah. we're on a sports love, right?
2: Yeah, everybody's home watching
3: football.
0: Mm-hmm. There's so many things that, that creep in on Sunday. It, it's it's amazing, and uh, you know, not trying to blame everything on COVID and stuff, but I think it really has put our our congregations at at large in kind of a a, a lazy state or a passive state I, I guess you'd say like oh well I, i'll i'll try to to be to church but if i don't i could just catch it on zoom or oh i i can just show up in my pajamas if i'm not feeling like it kind of thing um and then that kind of translates into when we're actually at the church um kind of our our zeal and and ump for it um i don't know but <laughs> i might just be rambling there but um it seems like we're I think we're just seeing the tip of the iceberg as to, to what the the Sabbath day uh, really offers and, and proffers us as far as blessings in, in these end times, because they're going to be tricky to, to navigate. And um, we'll
2: soon be like in the Book of Mormon, we'll have to sneak to the river to worship. And I think it's all going to be taken away from us pretty soon. You know, just sorry, you guys don't appreciate
4: it, you know?
0: hmm Yeah, uh, our, our Sabbath. That's how I keep feeling. Animals, right?
4: Mm-hmm. How soon, Tracy? <laughs> I
2: don't know. I felt like this for, since COVID started, it, it really impacted me because I don't have a, a male to, to do the priesthood uh, blessing of the sacrament. And so... They said, oh, you're good with just once a month. But then President Nelson came out and said, no, if you feel like you need the sacrament every week, you go ask. And so I started asking and the guy that was giving me the sacrament, he was just like, oh, no, you've you've had your one this month. So at that point, I started sneaking around, uh, finding four different people a month to bless the sacrament
0: for me. (laughs) That's what I did. An, an interesting and thing then to- I
2: went back to church, and I just cried. In fact, I cry every sacrament. Just I can still remember what that felt like. I would just I would drive to people's doorway through the screen, and they'd bless it right through the screen. I'd just be there with my cup of my bread, and then I'd get in my
4: car and leave. Well, and you know, crying. I feel that way about the temple. I don't know how long the temples are going to be open and like I said since I live so close and I know how to get an appointment I go as often as I can because I'm I'm not sure how how long they will be open. Mm -hmm. I agree.
0: Exactly there's some interesting times ahead but uh, yeah uh, trying to go and participate as often as we can uh, right now while we have that blessing and then uh, really making sure that we help perpetuate that same desire uh, to the rest of our families and congregations and and things. It's a tricky road to navigate. Um, I never thought that I'd be seeing the day when um, people around me were were faltering their testimony so much over little things and stuff, but uh, just that, that zeal of uh, being in the scripture, you know, our our Sunday school answers, being in the scriptures, uh, saying our prayers, and really connecting with it is such a crucial time. And um, anyway, Isaiah has been such a fun gem to to finally start. On. I can't profess to, to have <laughs> understood anything, but um, to see how much is prophesied for us and that we are living. These exact times that Isaiah prophesied about is, mm-hmm. is quite eye-opening. Um, seeing how it plays out and, and what our role in it—not just just be passive participants and and let the world fall around us, but to actually uh, just live up to our potential and to our blessings and and heed what our prophet is asking us to, to do. Um, it's our commission. It, this is uh, what we've been called to do. Are we going to rise up at the, as the Lord's battalion in these last days? It, it, it's huge. This is the time. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I don't know <laughs> where I'm going with, with all of it. But uh, I, I would just say that, that this group of chapters, 55 through 59, are, are very eye-opening Um, into what we've been studying because everything builds upon on the previous weeks right with isaiah uh, ruin and rebirth punishment deliverance etc but this disloyalty and loyalty is um, quite crucial into our abrahamic tests in the last days whether we succumb and and move over to the great and spacious building or if we continue pressing forward toward the tree of life the only thing that's going to give us life and sustenance and joy through these last days. It's all about loyalty. We, we've been properly trained, we've received sufficient instruction. Now are we actually going to do it when we are faced with insurmountable trials that that come our way? I think that it's huge. Um, Understanding Isaiah in this respect is, um, it's fun. I don't know <laughs> what other word to describe it. It's just like aha moments every time I, I open the scriptures to Isaiah. And then uh, we only have two more weeks in...
2: Uh, oh, I, I was I, just I, looking there. at that.
0: And uh, it's all about disinheritance and inheritance. So when we are disloyal, we lose our land. Uh, we lose uh, the, the right uh, to, to life. And if we are loyal, We can receive eternal life, the the joy that comes from the tree of life, and anyway, Isaiah culminates in this crescendo of of all of this uh, imagery and symbolism and literary patterns um, in some fun, exciting ways in the next two weeks. Um, Cameron,
5: Cameron, I was just gonna mention that you know you're talking about um, the temples and and. I'm single also, so getting the sacrament when it was the time of COVID and them things. But, you know, I think it's kind of a combination that's making the ones that we have to be intentional is what I'm trying to say in the things we're doing now. We intentionally have to make an appointment to go to the temple. We intentionally had to get with somebody to get us the sacrament We've always had to be intentional in studying our scriptures. If we wanted to learn from them, we could just slack off and, you know, go to church and learn bits and pieces. But as far as the temple and all these things, we have to put a full amount of intent into it. And the same with keeping the Sabbath day. We have to intentionally put intent into it if we want those things. I think gone are the days where it's just there and you can go to go to church when when it's there because that i think will be shut down and we'll be not able to do that the temples all them things and if and if we start recognizing that we have to intentionally make that our number one focus instead you know you could before you could oh kids are Doing this, this, Mm -hmm. and this, but I can squeeze in going to the temple here, there. No, we can't do that anymore. We have to intentionally make our days around what we're doing, and I think we're going to have to with a lot of other things soon to come.
0: Yeah, I yeah, that that makes so much sense the the way you put that there. Uh, That intent and uh, kind of the the ten virgins principle, right? Uh, Like, gone are the days when oh, well, we could just share, we can just uh, go off of borrowed light kind of thing. But no, it, it has to be intentional preparations in order to, to spiritually survive. Yeah, I, I love that. Thank you. Um, I do. Yeah. I can help you. <laughs> Tracy's an expert.
2: <laughs> do you have your uh, account?
0: Yeah, well,
4: on uh, our ward, uh, someone shared how to do it. So I wasn't sure if everybody knew how to do it. So I shared it to the temple. I don't know if it's a group, whatever, the temple section on the Learning Zion because I thought it was good for people that didn't know the step-by-step how to do it. Somebody had mm-hmm. shared that because some people aren't computer literate <laughs> <That's> <laughs> and they true. have trouble.
0: So, yeah, I like have mom. Have a lot of people in our ward to do that. <laughs>
4: So I shared the steps that they shared. So it's there if somebody needs it.
0: Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, I'll go You're welcome. Go I just
4: thought it was, I thought it was really handy. So
0: uh-huh. Yeah, thank you. Uh, yeah, it's amazing because, you know, a, a, a good population of our, our temple goers are, are not computer <laughs> people. And so uh, that was, was a, a definite struggle to. Now, in order to worship in the temple, you have to at least know how to navigate the computer this well, (laughs) Yeah. struggle there. Let's see, anything else? I don't think I have any announcements or anything. So uh, Triumph of Zion uh, coming up, uh, we'll be starting that a week after. So we're gonna have General Conference and then the week after General Conference, we'll have a chat about General Conference and then starting into Triumph Zion right after that. Um, so get your books, uh, audio. Oh, back there. I, I okay. really like listening to the audio over and over again while I'm working and, and things. I, I don't know. I've probably listened to it a good 20 times, but reading the book is a lot better for me to actually highlight and cross reference and everything. Uh, one thing that I really loved about Triumph Zion is that um, he starts off with saying, that he just knew the bare minimum about what Zion was and um, his whole study, him and he commissioned another uh, study guru. I can't think of what his title was, but um, to study all of the instances of Zion in the scriptures. And in total, between scriptures and and modern conference talks and everything, um, they came up with 880 something plus uh, references to Zion that um, will kind of blow your mind, and so um, this book is just a compilation of all of that Zion material, that Zion study. It's not um, anything like Visions of Glory. Um, this is all doctrinally based from the scriptures and uh, taking the concepts of of what Zion really is and how we build it, and um, timeline everything. Like it's just such an amazing book. I, I love it um I'm grateful for for him to put that together and everything i don't think we're going to have an author chat with him but uh I, you know i'm still trying we'll, we'll see what happens i'm just kidding <laughs> we might get his wife on i don't know <laughs> um but yeah um anything else before we for the night? It's been a good...
4: yeah i think we should try and talk to john pontius
0: <laughs> i know i mean if he's translated we might as well right we should just <laughs> tune in <laughs> that would be quite an amazing <laughs> mm-hmm. um well anyway we will talk to everyone uh next week with with uh, second to last of our isaiah classes it's gonna be fun <laughs> all right we'll see everyone next week <laughs> have a great week
3: good night